the north-south magnetic axis. The ground is level. We checked to make sure there was no slope. The man on the left appears to be taller. But when they trade places, it's the other way around. No matter how many times the experiment is repeated, the person who moves to the left, to the southern part of the magnetic axis, appears to grow, while the person who moves to the right, the north, seems to shrink. The phenomenon may be the result of an invisible field of energy that actually causes light to curve. One theory is the increase of mass decreases mass. You literally, molecularly change in structure. No. No, no. The vortex covers roughly three quarters of an acre. In one part of the circle sits the House of Mystery, an old mining office that slid down the hill around the turn of the century. The opposite corner of the building looks like it's just three or four feet higher than the near corner. In reality, it's ten feet higher. Another illusion caused by the vortex. Inside this house, brooms stand upright and balls seem to roll uphill. The effects produced by the vortex are so confounding, a Scottish physicist named John Lister devoted 40 years of his life trying to unravel its secrets. Lister conducted more than 14,000 experiments here at the Vortex. He even corresponded with Einstein. But what he uncovered, no one will ever know. He burned all his papers before he died, saying the world isn't yet ready for what goes on here. You are listening to the secret, secret society of stuff, stuff with Rome and Chad. Get your shit together, Chad. For listening to the secret society with Robert and Chad. Here, here's what happened. It was a think tank Saturday night UFO tank out, and I was just listening. Some fucking people went live. Dude followed me, and I followed him back. He had sent a reply on my little Twitter post looking for guests. I didn't respond for a day or two. I think dude just uh, messaged me Twitter and said he thinks he's going to start his own show. I don't know. I don't know if I'm reading. Hold on. <laughs> Goddamn, guys. Slow down. I, I cannot wait to pick this kid's brain. How old do you think he is? He's 25? He, he's young, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jacob. He, he's too busy talking to me about starting his own fucking podcast over here. Right, right now? Uh, you got it right now? He said, I think I will start my own podcast and shape my content around the broad questions that shape and scope the demands of your voice and platform. The longer voice form will benefit communications. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Damn. Like he's got a lot of really high ideals and ideas. Seems like he hasn't unpacked them for many people, or many people haven't had the patience to listen to them yet. Yeah. But that's what I'm about, man. I'll, I'll, I'll sit there 
and patiently unpack that they at least have a reference point to, to you know, what people want to talk about. We need to swim sideways pretty quick, though, and sway me into the UFO topic. So. I know. I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. <laughs> Your math guy, give us this fucking uh, propulsion equation. Tell, tell me what happened the other night. With my son, Jacob? Yeah. We come out here on the back deck and I, I noticed some shit. It hit me last night when I was laying in bed that it seems like every time my UFO sighting stuff goes dry, seems to be when I go into that funk now. And then like, I'm out here in the middle of a fucking meltdown, you know, and kind of close my eyes and fucking pray. Even if they did think this, and I was just making all this shit up in my head, (laughs) I would still be okay with it because at least it's providing me with a sense of wonder. That's more than a lot of people can say about their lives. Dude. The the bad thing is, I think it's starting to affect the marriage. What do you mean? I don't know. It just seems like, go in, please. You already had goldfish. Oh, Did you think know. you're too much of a zealot? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's just me. I mean, look, it's it's no different from fucking woodworking or fishing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could go fish in the rivers right there. But if I do go down there, it won't be to fish. Yeah, no, I know. Tell me about what happened. We were just chilling out here on the back porch. And he's like, so you ever woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't move? And you seen something, you know, like a shadow standing there or light? I was like, yeah, you're talking about sleep paralysis? He's like, yeah. When's the last time you had it? I was like, I don't know. I think it's been a while. So what did you tell your kid? He told me, you know, that he had woke up a couple of nights ago and saw. Hey, guys. Hey! You're still going to experience feedback through my my apparatus. Um, I, I have not solved the issues that were at the root of the problem with Everything that. So. Every... Through, through what did you say? Did you, did you call it a what? An apparatus. <laughs> oh, um... you're my favorite person right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tic-tac fly. Man, I have thought about this for a while. Um, <laughs> so I'm thinking it comes down to the materials used. I'm thinking it comes down to the meta-materials used. Oh my goodness. This is the best time in history to be alive. Um, okay. It so, definitely is. <laughs> dude, oh, dude, people need to be optimized. I'm tapping. You know, we're all vibing on the Akasha and... Um, but people. Wait, hold on. Are you a... talking about the Akashic record? Yes, yes. Um, it's the principle of karma, the the formative principle of energy in motion. So, what is the whole determinism versus free will debate about? Nobody can even lay the groundwork for me. Oh, you guys are you are. The... Hey, can y'all can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Back, 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 back. We got a conversation just a second. Goddamn. First of all, you said something about a disclosure algorithm. Do you have the formula for that? Can you lay that out for us, or is it just something that you sense is there? Oh no, I have the yeah, I have that formula. I have a whole playbook. Um, I, I I'm basically the terminal object in the cosmos of cooperative strategies. Lay that out. So, so are you guys familiar with the field of mathematics called combinatorics? It's it is the art of counting. Essentially, what does it mean to count? Well, does it? Explain how that plays into the disclosure algorithm 
And also tell us what a fucking algorithm is. Um, this conversation is the closest thing I can show you or to exemplify the algorithm of disclosure. The fundamental ingredients or, or preconditions, the context in which it's defined, is a, a contradiction or a dialectic or a polarity in our consciousness here. On one end of this polarity, we understand that it is evidently necessary for history to converge. At the same time, on the other end of this dialectic, the individual experience is incredibly dependent upon its environment right now. The idea is that there's a lot of things that people call structure, but there's very little consensus on what is structure. And loss in that dissonance that rises in the absence of consensus, um, which I associate with harmonic action, it doesn't matter what I say. My sentiment is radiating such that the necessary rhizome is structuring itself through our shared connection to the cultural matrix. We have a, um, an incomplete understanding of harmony. So we don't have any straight pathway to harmony. Mainly what we use, at least in society, is religion, spirituality. Mm -hmm. um, and and those, are, those are bridges. They're not really full understandings of what we're trying to get at. You know, they're, they're, it's almost as if they're, they're being placed there by an outside force for us to utilize to, to keep ourselves alive. But harmony is absolutely the, the form and function that we need to attain to move on to something bigger and better. Otherwise, we're just going to continue killing the planet it and we're all going to die. Right. Group theory is central to all of my endeavors in mathematics. It is the theory of symmetry, right? Um, group theory is incomplete currently. You should say, oh, well, how do I complete it? How, how do I complete this song um, or, or this phrase? And, you know, I've actually been thinking about this philosophy, the epistemology and ontology. Well, it, it comes under the term phenomenology. Um, for the individual, but the term phenomenology means something totally different for the individual and for the wait, culture. Wait, wait, wait. What the algorithm for disclosure? We're trying to nurture an understanding in your species. I, I don't understand that. See, to me, it seems like nurture is on one end of the of the line, and on the other end of the line is also you. Oh, I'll get into that later. But on the other end of the line is a, is a total, um, what's the word, uh, shielding off of any other human being but the self, right? So, yeah. so you have a, a, a cosmic narcissism where you look at every other person as if they're simply an extension of yourself, meaning whatever, however you get to that point, like we all go through reincarnation. So at some point, I'm, I'm going to be you and you're going to be me and vice versa for every single human being on the planet. So it makes it pretty hard to steal from another person when you look at them as yourself. That's why I call it cosmic narcissism. And on the other yes. end of the spectrum, you have, you have actual narcissism where you're literally believing that you're the only other person in existence, right? Nothing else matters except for your survival. And there's a ton of different conclusions that you can come to or, you know, arguments that you can make why this is correct right well you know if i don't survive then how are my kids going to survive or if you know i need to take care of myself first otherwise nobody else is going to get taken care of it's just narcissism right right it i is. don't right i don't think that that everyone sits on one end of the spectrum or another i think everyone sits on some point on that line right now i, I think the society is made up of several uh, not society. I think that that's pretty much the baseline, right? That's the bottom line when it comes to society. But I think that, that there's 
once you once you find out where you're supposed to sit in that line to make yeah. the, the graph move upwards, um, then then you can make the you can you can start building a three dimensional structure at that point, right? Yeah. Um, but but I, you know I, I just I just don't I don't see us moving beyond that point unless we can we can get to a left leaning end of that of that line to where we're all starting to look at each other where, where it's easier for us to be kind to one another where it's easier to be for, for us to be charitable to one another um and uh to where we're not infighting as much obviously that's a big problem um the only way to do that is to well i don't know that's that's why uh, we're having these problems. i have i have the solution this is what has really catalyzed my crystallization in the last month or so as an individual. This is what has truly individuated my lines of thought and my myself as theory. I am theory, you know, I, I'm a, a theorist, but am I at all? I don't know. As a theorist, I must commit to agnosticism. I am agnostic. So I don't, well, my relationship with the nature of belief is rich and active. Belief is a small sound that I can make with my mouth. And sure. when I say belief, it evokes, it ripples out through the causal firmament. And I mean, from the block universe perspective that Einstein was, was promoting and championing, um, the, the idea that, or his vision, the scope of the vision is that if a a bubble of light can expand, or if, if um, light is emitted, a flash of light is emitted anywhere in a, in a universe, then um, this, the dialectic of measurement is exceeded by passing to a higher dimensional understanding of oh i see what you're saying so you're saying that by being agnostic in your beliefs you can actually come to a point where your beliefs almost parallel those of the godhead precisely they are they fall in parallel and That's right. then you because then you start at immediately as soon as that understanding hits you the question arises what do I believe the Godhead is? Exactly, which allows you to move up in, in a d dimensional analysis of your surroundings. Yeah. You That's fascinating. That's fucking fascinating. That's really fascinating. Huh. What wow. separates us from what we say? You know how people are like saying all of the identity crisis and the identity politics going on in the crypto space? Like people vying for... Um, control over representation, how we are represented in our interstitial structures, um, the exchange media. So, so there's a demand arising in the market of memes for the language to make sense of the dissonance that is emerging naturally and necessarily from what, uh, from the, the, condi the conditions of culture at this moment in history. Well, it seems like we need to, we need to, and are you saying that, I'm, I'm sure I know the answer to this question already if I sat down and thought about it long enough, but we don't have that kind of time. So I'm just going to ask you, is the, what was I just talking about? I don't have the same kind of memory that you do, Jacob. I'm so sorry. What, what oh, was your don't, last oh, statement? 
no, don't apologize to me. You're so perfect. I, I, I cannot express in words the depth of my gratitude to you individually. Secret Society of Stuff host connected. Um, yeah. And having me at this moment in time, I, I am indebted to you beyond we're, measure. We're so glad to have you, Jacob. So, so I guess what my question is, is um, do you think that society needs to be unified before everything else can begin to become unified? Or does every does, does the physics need to become unified in order for society to become unified? Or are those two <laughs> things totally unrelated? They're totally related. And by being completely interconnected, they cannot be broken down into that dichotomy um well they can be i don't want to say they cannot be but the the language i will use i will select right now is as a strategy of understanding it has limitations okay what are those limitations um i can't i can't capitulate on it um the the limitations of a strategy i'll just talk about the limitations of strategies if that's okay that's um, so the limitation uh, of a strategy is, um, is experienced, uh, strategization is the awareness of strategic limitation and constraint. Um, being a good strategist is being in touch with the material constraints that shape the playing field. Huh. And so we, to talk about the differences in people's readiness to experience disclosure that they are God. It's not disclosure of aliens. It's disclosure of the, of Advaita Vedanta philosophy, which is non-dualism, the end of the Vedas or the completion of the Vedas, the Vedic texts. Um, Advaita as a word means non dual it is not we're not destroying dualism but we are recognizing that dualism is a strategy within a non-dual game that's right which is the point that i was trying to make earlier that we're we're focusing on so many dualistic problems right now that we don't realize that there's a system of them and once we complete one and move on to the other granted given that that the the completion of the others around us are at a, are at a you know it, it, they're so they're so interconnected it's hard for me to fucking speak about them cognizant cognizant cogniz, what is it the word cogently fuck I can't speak about them like that because there, there's there's so many networks of them. And to bring one network into a higher dimensional understanding, which all that means is is moving it from a dual a, a line perspective into a planar perspective. And by moving it into a planar perspective, you then know what it takes to build a three-dimensional object. You know, it's it seems like it seems like there are so many of these of these concepts that we're just on ground level at, you know, that once we start building on one, it'll be pretty difficult for the people around us to, to not see what's happening and, and start joining in on the game. 
that would be yeah. a total control of evolution, in, in my opinion, not just a, a control of science or technology, but a control of our own evolution through non-scientific means, unless that right. is a science. Super scientific. Yes, yeah, super, super scientific. Yeah, it means. I mean, that's, that's interesting, man. That's really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, there is a, and this is where we get back into cognitive dissonance, right? Um, and our capacity to draw words. Um, language is a framework for the exchange of beliefs. And in the exchange of beliefs, it's essentially a free market. It's the only free market. The only market that can be free is the market of memes. We are the meme market. And so we have to learn meme marketing and understanding that that is actually a cultural heritage like that is our cultural heritage when we do archaeology and anthropology as modes of self-contemplation what we are doing is reaching deep depths of understanding and escaping um constraints of belief right until we are what we originally believed but it aren't it isn't it those beliefs that that brought us to the point where we don't need them anymore yeah isn't that funny <laughs> it really, it really kind of it's, it's so bizarre and you're not talking about just you're, you're talking about like a super sefer yetzirah, you know, like a, a, the ideas expressed in the Torah. The, the, you're correct. Where, where, I almost exactly. mentioned it. <laughs> that's combinatorics. That's, that's bizarre, dude. Where did you arrive at these, at these theories? Well, on the How internet. did you arrive at them? I'm, the I'm a child of the internet, you know? Um, I'm a new type. Um, I mean, we, we're all new types, and we're trying to vie for our types. Um, that's like the, the future of cyber tribalism is how we typify ourselves and how that shapes our spontaneous molecular organization. Because hmm. we're reinventing a higher, it's a higher harmonic of the same processes that abiogenetic processes, the chemical processes that gave rise to the emergence of consciousness. Um, there's concepts of chemical evolution, alchemical evolution. This is just a phase in an alchemical reaction. And it's what do, you think these, yeah. what do you think these creatures are, Jacob? Preachers? Preachers. Um, I think a lot of preachers are scared. No, 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 not preachers. Uh, the creatures. That oh, are, creatures. That are oh, creatures. They if they're there. I mean, what, what, mm. what are. We give Jacob a lot of shit for being capable of leading a cult one day. <laughs> the reason for that is for moments like this. Sometimes when he's speaking, he will lower his voice, speak with long, drawn-out S's, and it'll kind of lull you into listening very carefully to what he has to say. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Oh, I think, oh, if I, if I would dare tread in the space of creatures, I would, I would first take my shoes off, uh, creation, 
as a word. And just say the word creation. Create. Like the pleasure of creation. Right now, I, what am I creating when I say create? I'm creating dissonance and resonance at the same time. I'm doing, playing music. Sure. Um, we're, be, we're musical instruments for one another in a lot, in a, a way. Um, right. Metaphor being another strategy for understanding, but. Sure. Um, see, the reason I'm using strategy, this goes back to my formula for dissolving the neoliberal narcissism that has apprehended our evolution. Um, it is indeed a narcissism, and, and, and the concept, it has forced us to engage with the metaphysical narcissists, narcissists as a myth, um, as an idea, um, truly, um, the mirror, our engagement with the mirror, and the, the, the non-difference between the mirror and the self that the mirror reflects, and the impression of the self within the self of the whole apparatus happening. Um, all I'm of following the levels you. which I'm following you, but you're yeah. starting to get dense again. Yep. I, I, I have this this nasty tendency to just condense myself. Well, and I, I think I, I, I um, kind of forced you into a corner there. I didn't mean to to tread on any kind of uh, I didn't mean to tread on any kind good, of it's sanctify whatever these things are. Mm. And I don't understand <clears throat> what what it is we're talking about here. Sanctity. That is such a good word. Thank you for bringing sanctity here. Oh yeah. These crafts. What? What? These the things that that run them. What? What are we talking about? What is this? We're talking about ourselves. We're talking about psychoanalysis. Um, the psyche. It is psychology. You believe this is a psychosocial issue? I believe it is. I believe that it is a matter of psychosocial belief. Motherfucker, this is awesome. Keep going. So this goes back then, and now you are seeing what I mean by um, a disclosure algorithm. Um, there, or a be, the better term may be, uh, or more resonant right now in certain spaces, is a disclosure protocol. The idea is that to... Um, let, well, here, here's a metaphor. Again, I love metaphor. It's one of my favorite suits. It suits me so well. Um, so, <laughs> okay. Um, I'm so sorry. Um, man, there's going to be such a psychedelic revelation in this world. Um, <laughs> um, Armageddon I mean, and the apocalypse as myths are, um, we're absolved from that shit, you know, like so we have nothing to fear, not even fear itself. We have nothing to fear except right. whatever we want to fear. We have nothing that we need to fear. And by finding that you need to fear nothing, you find that your selection of fear is play. Huh. And it's your express your experience of pressure. What what do people mean when they say pressure? You know, uh, pressure is what do, well, what does it, it mean to you? Pressure is it, I guess really it depends upon the situation. And and that's something that I would the situation is how I would describe the pressure. So give me a situation. Exactly. So that I couldn't have said it better myself. The, the pressure is identical to the contextual situation, the posture of the dynamics, you know, how it's all happening. Like Russia just has to move a boat over in that little part of the water. And that, that's, that posture 
is enough to express, express, express pressure. It's pressure, um, political pressure. What are the, another name for advocacy groups, right? We always hear about the advocacy groups and the po policy The advocacy groups, they, they say it's so fast that you can't de unzip it. It's sure. so fast. Um, it's, it's a challenge. We're rising to the challenge of psyops because we are the psyops. Each of us is a psyopticon. So or, or it's a, a psyoptical illusion. That's what Maya is. That's what the game of illusion is. Um, when we pass out of the understanding that we are the understanding that we are everything. It's not only that you are everything. It's that you are the understanding that you are everything. That is you. You're also the absence of that understanding. Um, we, we're transcending the logics that have constrained us. And the logic of constraint is now being condensed into a theory called games. Called games. <laughs> so you playing games with ourselves to, to bring ourselves to a higher, I hate to use this word, please forgive me, vibratory level. Oh, dude, I love woo-woo talk. Um, yeah, I, and I love the optics on it because I love how it shines light on people's biases. <laughs> um, and bias because, well, no, it's okay. It's okay to have bias. The bias is just um, so. Not only is pressure a property of the configuration of a system of matter, but um, pressure is experienced within that system as tension. So when we, we feel like, oh man, I, so I work at a pizzeria. Um, it's like a little family owned pizzeria at the end of my road. Um, I just got a job there part-time earlier this year. Cause I was like between jobs and I was like, okay, I'm going to, what can I transform today? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go join this pizzeria. Um, get to know the family that owns it and just, you know, I'm super quiet and stealthy tinker tailor soldier spy, like. Right. super right. Um, observant and crafting right. everything for me. I'm here to learn. I'm, I'm trying to find where I need to teach, but what I'm here now present for, I'm present to learn. So okay. that's the only reason I'm present. And, and because for me, the difference between uh, learn and play is no, there's no difference. Learning is playing. So um, that, that is why I am the terminal object in, the cosmos of metagames, metagame, meta strategies, you know. I've, I've, I've got to ask, if, if we got you like a, a group of followers, how long do you think it, it would take you to get them to, you know, to kill themselves? Oh, my goodness. What an egregious question. Wow. Um, well, I think the better question is, um, well, well, it's a function of the observer. It's a function of the group. You've got something going on for you there, dude. I think, I think we've got you a, a profession if you ever decide to, to pop out of mathematics. You know oh, mean? you know the death markets? <laughs> the suicide markets? I'm actually a, I'm a cognitive arms dealer. What I do is um, I, I, I invest in uh, cult technology, and at the same time, I invest in anti-cult, anti-terrorism <laughs> That's how I profit. Holy That's why shit, I'm the terminal dude. object in the meta category of meta games. That's right, dude. That's incredible. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, oh.
Rob just sent me a link. Rob, what is this? It's just, it's just some owl with a human face screaming into a campfire and throwing lizard bones at women. I don't understand why he would send me this. It's so bizarre. Anyways, um, uh, I would like to plug a few things, and we don't advertise on this show because, frankly, um, nobody would pay us to do so. So um, I'm going to recommend a few things to anybody who happens to tune in now or in the future or in the past, if that's somehow possible. I'm sure it is not or maybe i don't know who knows who gives a shit i can't do it um most of the information that we get comes from a lifetime of research and obsessing over interesting things but whenever there's something that i can't find information or uh, documents that the government released that are you know reposited somewhere i always go to one place bibliothecapleiades.com www bibliothecapleiades.com Bibliotheca, of course, library and Pleiades is some star system filled with hippies from the 60s. They're all blonde. Oh, that's why they call it racist. I get it now. I get it. But but the website's not racist. Um, so anyways, just uh, www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.www.
so if anyone comes across any of them or the people that stole them from me, um, it's probably just me losing them and then people finding them, my information not being in the phone and they're like, all right, well, free phone. Uh, but uh, I, I always leave a mark on the back. No, I don't. Okay, scratch all that. I, I'm just going to have to start buying more phones or stop losing the ones that I know. That's not going to happen. Anyways, um, love you guys. I don't know why I said that. I don't love you. I don't even fucking know you. Except for you, Cecil. There's no one named Cecil? No one? No. This is bullshit. Oh, fuck. All right, in commercial. Oh, drink Coke. Bye.